guys, you're listening to Bento Podcast. We're a podcast series for and by millennials that talks about topics and issues surrounding our generation. And we're bringing you stories of millennials from all over the world and their journey. I'm your host, Ben, and let's get this episode started. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bento Podcast, and this is episode 13 of season three. And today, we're going to talk about stock trading. And today, joining me is a guest that have come on to the show before in season one. We have Christopher William with us. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you for having me today. Yep. All right. So for those of you guys who have, you know, never heard of Chris's episode, I mean, we had Chris over to the show when Toto was still a co-host. So all the way back in season one, Chris was one of our very first uh, guest on the show. And it's, you know, just a great pleasure to have him back on here. So Chris is a full-time stock trader and he's also a fund manager. And today we're going to talk about beginner's mistake or a common beginner's mistake in stock trading. Chris, so, uh, you know, just for those of you uh, that don't know, me and Chris, uh, we actually attend the same university, uh, you know, had the same classes for four years. So we're, you know, close friends. So without further ado, Chris, for those of you who have never heard the name Christopher William, tell us about yourself, Chris. Okay. So basically I I am, uh, as as you said before, I'm I'm Brandon's uh, college college friend you know I, I went to, to to college with him back in 2015 yeah so uh, a little bit more myself I started trading when I uh, I started trading since 2016 uh, and I, I learned everything by my own and I you know make a couple of mistakes here and there and after after some time I work at a fund management company a research company in 2018, and I was mentored personally by Vito Henjoto, which is a full-time trader, which is, which he's uh, considered one of the best actually as an analyst. And I started full-time trading since 2021, and also hedging some funds from my closest friends and family since this year. So, and if you if you ask me, uh, my specialty is actually Japanese techniques: Ichimokukin Kohio, Renko Haikanashi. It's my specialty in stock trading. Ooh. I think that's a rough background with myself. All right. So, you know, for those of the listeners out there, uh, if you want to know where Chris is uh, based off of right now, he's based off of Indonesia. But, well, today what we're going to focus on is just the common beginner's mistake. So this is not specifically just for Indonesian traders, but it might have references referring to that. But, right. Right. Chris... Uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of fancy names just now, especially the, the Japanese technique. Could you tell us just a bit about what is what that's about? So my mentor Vito Henjoto is actually famous for 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 his Japanese techniques because he's the the first, he he went to Japan himself and he learned everything the, the all those techniques Ichimoku especially directly from the Japanese people. So he he learned it with firsthand experience and. I was uh, I was mentored by him personally, so it was such a wonderful experience, such a wonderful lesson for me to learn from someone like him. Right. And actually, the Japanese techniques are actually very works very good in the market. That is why I use it now. Okay. All right. We're gonna dive mm-hmm. deeper into the Japanese technique later on, 
But, uh, you know, just a quick fun fact, like me and Chris, we actually started trading stocks around the same time. I think we started together uh, at the end. I right. stopped continued and it became really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we actually started trading together uh, when we were still in, in college. So, Chris, um, you know, now that we're uh, in an age where everyone's working from home and, in, uh, you know, an era where a lot mm-hmm. of people our age are starting to uh you know start to like in a sense explore the opportunity of investing and a lot of people especially those our age are getting more involved in stock trading you know uh, mm-hmm. could you kind of give us like uh, a bit of an idea like uh what your thoughts are uh with young people you know like people our age basically uh starting to turn into stock trading do you have what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so basically, people our age, like millennials, like uh, university students, or maybe young, young workers, are actually some of some of us are actually struggling right now because yep. due to the pandemic crisis, some of us lost our jobs, some of us, uh, some of us um, lose a lot of money in their business, and all, so on and so forth. But uh, since everything is you know falling apart now. People are looking to for opportunities like maybe online business or stock trading, something there that can make that, that can make them money from home. That is uh, what people are thinking right now. But if you take a look, if I take a look at all my friends, uh, my friends at my age, most of them have so high expectations. They have too much expectations about stock trading. Right. They think that stock trading is actually you know a get quick rich to get kick, sorry get rich quick scheme that. You know that they can do they can get rich in one month two months which is quite unrealistic right yeah definitely so you know uh speaking of covid because uh, you brought that up as well how is that mm-hmm. um affecting trading so far according to you okay so let me let me tell you the market condition before and after covid maybe you can give you a clear understanding sure so the covid uh, the virus COVID is actually uh, the first case in Indonesia of, of the virus uh, happened in, in February last year, if I'm not mistaken. So the markets uh, was was actually very bad starting from that month. Yep. And it, it, it crashed really bad at March and April. The crash was very fast and all the blue chip stocks are falling down very quickly. In a very small amount, in a very short amount of time, and the the Indonesian Composite Index, the IHSG, Indonesian Composite Index, it, it falls down like around I don't know more than fifty percent in less than three months. So the crash is pretty huge in a short time. But since May until now, the market is is beginning to recover, and we're actually entering a recovery phase. Well, all the vaccines are actually being implemented in the system and. The economy starts to run again, so the market is starting to be bullish. Right. That is the overall overview. So, like, uh, what you're saying then basically is that from here on out, then people should be very optimistic then about the stock market. Correct. Correct. Actually, this year, 2021, I'm very optimistic that the stock market is going to recover. That the Indonesian Composite Index will hit 7,000 this year, as long as the vaccine program runs well. All right. Well, there you go. Especially, you know, mm-hmm. if there are listeners out there, Indonesian listeners who 
are wondering how our stock market's going to be in the next, I don't know, six, 12 months, then there you go. I mean, that's basically an analyst's prediction of uh, what our stock market could be, or at least what, uh, or, you know, a reason why we may have to be optimistic about it. But speaking of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the topic of today, which is common mistakes that, you know, beginners make uh, when trading, something that you, you know, touched a bit about uh, upon just now, which was, you know, a lot of your friends see um, stock trading as a get rich quick scheme. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the fact that a lot of people have very high expectations and, and stuff. Uh, to be more clear about mm-hmm. it, you know, let's try to div- uh, dive a bit deeper uh, into this. What are, you know, the common mistakes that beginners make when they trade? Okay, so, uh, yeah, they have really high expectations. They think that uh, trading is a get-rich-quick scheme. They uh, Basically, they have no idea what they're doing. So uh, they look at the social media, they try to learn what they can, but at the end of the day, they they follow other people's recommendations without any trading plan. So let's say you buy a stock and then you don't know what to do with it. You don't know where to cut your losses, where you take your profits. And at the end of the day, you just let it run. So whatever it goes, if it goes down, you just hold it. If it goes up, you just you have, basically have no clue what, what, they, what they're doing. But, right. you know, uh, thankfully, the market is very bullish uh, now in, in this in these few months. Yeah. So most people are actually making quite a uh, quite a fortune. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe in the future, when, when the market goes really bad, I don't know what's going to happen with with uh, traders with no plan. Right, and like mm-hmm. you know, speaking of traders with no plan, um, because you know, I think a lot of young people are traders without plans. What? Why do you think they don't have a plan? Like you know, a lot of people they sh- they have to come. You know, when they when they're trying to do something, obviously they would have a plan, right? So, what's the the common pattern that you see among beginners, apart from social media and you know? Yeah. So basically, uh, when 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 people enter the stock market, they don't know what kind of mindset they they have to have in their in their mind. So yeah. Basically, the stock market is really the exact opposite of the human you know, the human psychology, the human nature. The when the human nature. If, if we if we follow the human nature, uh, if we buy a stock and a stock goes down, we, we we tend to hold it and pray that the stock will go up. That is human nature. Yeah. And also, if if the stock goes up, just three or four percent, we tend to take profits quickly. That is human nature, and right. that is what people don't know. Uh, they have no education. They they are uh, they have very little to no education, and they're uh, it's way too fast for them to jump into the market directly. Right. They need more uh, learning process and also guidance from from all uh, seniors, uh, also better, uh, you know, senior traders. So, you know, speaking, let, let, go back, going back to the first part, which is having high expectations. You know, a lot of people see, uh-huh. uh, you know, the stock market as, a, as the easy way out because you don't have to do a lot. And a lot of people would think that, you know, all you have to do is just follow people that are in quotes successful and then buy whatever they buy, sell whenever they sell, you know, mm-hmm. like, what, what do you think of these mindsets, you know, of just like, you know, going in because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the stock market is, is a long-term game for, you know, is, is a long-term investment in the sense that, you know, the learning, the effort, the losses, the experiences, all of those account into what 
makes you into a good trader, but a lot of people kind of like miss that, you know, like, so how would you recommend someone to start? I, I guess if you want to start, if you have uh, no experience, no knowledge, uh, according to my according to my uh, experience, I think you should go to someone or go to a trading guru or a mentor that can probably someone that can guide you step by step on what to do, what to learn. So you don't, uh, you know, just go out there out of the blue, shooting out the stars and, and don't know what to learn. Because if you're if you're a beginner, you pretty much don't know where to where to start. And right. am I supposed to learn analysis? Am I supposed to learn money management first? We just don't know where to start. So if you have someone who has already experienced all of that, you can learn from him pretty easily. So you don't have to repeat all the same mistakes. Right. So Chris, mm-hmm. could you share us a bit uh, about your experience when you first started trading? Oh, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, back in 2016, uh, I... I was I was just still a college kid, so I have no experience. I have no working experience at all. I was still, you know, uneducated when it comes to trading. So I was actually uh, I was actually the same person that I described before. I, I'm I'm a person with no plan. I'm a person with, you know, just just uh, studying out there without any guidance. And actually, I failed a lot during my first two or three years in trading. I lose a lot of money and I actually I use margin all the time. I use all my parents' money and I'll lose all of them. And I and I and in, in a few years I, I get it all back. You know, all the process is kind of crazy. But at the end of the day, I try to, you know, get everything that I can. I read books and I uh, watch DVDs and actually finally that I, I meet my mentor Vito, which brings me to the right to the right path until until now. Right. So, so basically I have a lot of years. <laughs> so basically like your turning point is is meeting Vito at the end like that's your turning point from becoming someone who uh knows not not much about stock market into someone who has at least now an idea of how to trade properly. Yeah, actually uh, I've gained quite of quite a lot of uh knowledge before I met Vito but Vito is the one who corrected all my minor mistakes and also my money management especially. Because before, right. actually, I, I already know how to trade. I already know how to make a trading plan. But my money management was so messed up that every time I make money, I can make a lot of money. But every time I lose, I can like wipe out all my account in one right. in one trade, that, which is very, very bad. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. speaking of, uh, let's say, uh, mentors, because your mentor was definitely Vito and even till now, uh, you, you, you know, you'd still learn a lot from him. Uh, but you know, on social media these days, you know, we have a lot of trading gurus, especially when you go on YouTube, you know, those ads when they said, Hey, you know, you can trade like this and that and this and that and what, whatever, you know, all these in quotes, trading gurus, uh, what are your thoughts on them? Like, a lot of people say they're a scam. A lot of people said, you know, whatever they're saying, it's all bullshit. You know, none of it, none of it is true. And some people said, you know, there are some good things about them. But what about you? What do you think about them? Okay, so as far as I know, if I take a look at all the trading gurus and mentors, especially in Indonesia, I don't know what is it, what is it like out there in USA or maybe other countries, but in Indonesia, most of them are actually good people. Most of them are, are teaching, you know, the right stuff, the, the, the things that actually beginners need to learn. 
So I guess if you if you just get started trading, it is actually the the, the best way for you to learn and to get on the right track uh, quickly. And you can you know be an independent trader as fast as uh, practical by right. by following those trading gurus. So Chris, like, how do you recognize them to be good? Like, how do you know if this trading guru is is a legit trading guru and not someone who scams you? Like. How could you like you know what advice would you give someone to like hey you know this guy's good this guy's not like what how how would you like tell them to like tell them apart? So basically, uh, the the correct trading gurus usually they they will show their portfolio. Most of them will show their portfolio that they they make consistent profit every almost every single month. That is one. They show their portfolio and they're completely transparent with all the all his or her trades. Okay. Uh, and also, yep. They have a very, very well-planned uh, trading plan and money management. They have, a, uh, they never do like a, uh, they never blast one stock and actually hoping that all the retail traders will buy it and, and without any clear trading plan and where you stop loss and, and to take profit. All these uh, great mentors actually just, you know, uh, give handout trading plans without uh, asking people to buy it with, they keep my my point is they keep a very very uh very very non-subjective non-subjective trading plan so people will only look at the trading plan and and think that it is a lesson and not a, a an invitation for them to buy the stock actually i see all right okay so uh in in a sense then to kind of sum it up if they're not transparent and if they somehow keep forcing you to buy a certain stock without really giving you a legit reason or a legit fundamental reason as to why the stock is uh, valuable, then you might as well think that he or she would be a fake or scamming. Then. Most likely, yes. And also one factor is if he or she has already partnered up with a big uh, fund management or uh, security, yep. most likely he is quite, quite legitable. I see. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to look for a trading guru, well, try to see his or her track record. If he has correct, correct. You know, a good track record, if she has a good track record, then most probably you're going, you know, you're looking for, uh, you're looking at the right person. Now, speaking of, you know, just trading in general, now that we know that the common mistakes that people have is, you know, they have high expectations, they don't know what they're doing, but they just kept buying things uh, that, because people in social media said so. They don't have mm-hmm. a, a clear trading plan as to when they should like stop loss and when they should take profit. So out of all of that, you know, all of those combined, yeah. what do we need to know to trade successfully? What what makes us a good trader, basically? Okay, so you're just getting straight to the point, right? So yeah. uh, there are a few elements of trading. There is uh, four actually... Uh, I think personally, if it, you need, in order to trade successfully, you need to learn these uh, four four major points. The first one is strategy. Strategy is basically uh, where to buy and where to sell. So you have when when pattern A appears, you buy. When when this happens, you sell. So it is conditions that appears in the market. You know, on a regular basis that you see in the market. If it happens, you buy. If it happens, you sell. Which is patterns and strategies do you use in a daily basis? That is what you call strategy. So you know where to sell and where to buy. 
That is number one. Number two is actually money management. So money management is uh, actually the lot size, the, the number of shares that you buy. Uh, it is not good for you to just jump and, and go all in in one stock or especially using margin because it's very risky. If you, if you hit your stop loss with a margin, you can lose actually more than 10%, which is crazy, right? Which is, yeah. nobody wants to lose more than 10% in one trade, right? So money management, you cannot lose more than two or 3%. That is my personal rule of, of trading. So right. money management is what keeps you, you know, keeps you uh, successful, what keeps avoiding you from failures is actually the money management. That is, not, that is point two and also trading okay. psychology. Trading psychology is actually uh, something like, uh, is 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 a uh, when you try to when you when you hit the stop loss and you the second trade you hit another stop loss and you and you feel depressed and 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 then you you become uh, you know tempered and 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 the, and the third trade you put all, all your your money in using margin and then guess what if it's a losing trade you will even lose more money that is. Uh, you know, that that is just not a wise decision to make. So trading psychology is, you know, something that really trains your brain to follow your strategy and money management. It is a trading discipline, basically. So you need to follow all these rules, all your trading rules, your position sizing and all your strategy. So your trading will work consistently on a monthly basis. And above them all, you need experience. So when it comes to strategy, you need to test all your strategy. You need to test. You, you need to back test your strategy from the, from the previous ten years, twenty years, and actually you have to use it yourself. And actually, experience uh, about the strategy is: is this, that strategy work for you? Does the strategy A work for you, or strategy B works for you better? So all these years, I've been uh, I've been testing like tens and hundreds of strategies with my mentor, and I found a specific strategy that works for me personally. What works for me may not work for you. That is trading, right? Right. Some people are comfortable with trading uh, in a daily basis. Some trader, some people are very comfortable in swing trading. Some people are, you know, just scalpers basically. So, you know, what works for me may not work for you. We're all different. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, going in the future, like, uh, especially with COVID and everything, a lot of people would try to like switch or not switch, but look at different um, investing opportunities and stock market would be, I think, one of those mm-hmm. things, because especially here in Indonesia, we have new platforms, new apps that makes it very easy, very simple for people to just like sign up and start trading. But mm-hmm. from your perspective as a trader, uh, what are the trends you think? that you expect to happen to trading or in the trading industry or in the world of trading in the future? Okay. Uh, basically, technology have, has taken over all the job industry and also uh, robot traders are actually also taking over the trading uh, the trading industry. In Indonesia, we have some, you know, some applications, some, some uh, robot, robo, automated trading kind of application. So uh, where people with no experience, with no knowledge in the stock market, they just can you know sign up and pay for the robot and the robot can trade for them. That's basically what robot trading is. And if I take a look, 
diving deeper to the to the uh, application, actually, the robot is actually uh, making quite good money uh, with with right. the trading. All right, and also, uh, it is a good way for for maybe people out there who who you know uh, don't have any time, don't have any, don't want to, don't want to put all the big effort in trading, but uh, still want to get the benefit of trading. You can try uh, robot trading applications. But on the other hand, uh, robot trading is so far, uh, so far is still not perfected yet. So the technology is still uh, very basic and you cannot maximize your profit uh, actually when it comes to robot trading. Right. If you compare humans and robots, humans will still always win. That is uh, because we, the robots itself, they don't have the capability of a human intelligence. They don't have, the robot cannot read news. They, they cannot uh, you know, feel the sensitivity of the market don't know how, how the market behaves, you know. So they, they can make quick decisions. And, and if a new, a new, uh, something new comes out, the robot cannot make, uh, uh, you know, a split second decision, you know. Right. So humans will, so far in this, in this current technology, human will always win in, when it comes to trading. But I don't know, maybe in 10 years or 20 years in the future, the AI might, might develop, I don't know. But so far trading is a very, very promising uh, line of business and it is actually it will never be extinct in my opinion because trading is uh, you know all all new companies will will be listed in the in the stock market they need they need capital right yeah. new businesses need capital so they register themselves in the in the uh, in the stock market so it is something that will never you know extinct trading and investing is eternal in my opinion right so speaking more just a bit more about robot trading because that got me a bit interested um, honestly, I mm-hmm. never heard about robot trading until today, until this very moment. Um, <laughs> but I did hear of copy trading. Like there are some apps um, or some platforms that allow copy trading, which is basically like a system where I'm pretty sure you know. But for those that don't know, so copy trading is basically where uh, you can ask the platform to mimic a certain trader's movement and then do it the same for your account and basically whenever they buy something you'll buy something and whenever you sell uh, they sell something you're also selling it is it something like that chris like is robot trading something like that or is it different no no uh, robot trading is completely different uh, than a copy right. trade actually in indonesia i've never heard of it i've never heard of copy trade but uh, what i heard is uh, actually you know fund management so people uh People lend lend other uh, the fund managers money, so they put money in, in the fund manager, and the fund manager manage the money for them. So, right, robot trading is really an application. It is basically a, a, a basically in forex, not in stock market. So, uh, robo robot trading is is you know all those programmers out there. So they're uh, planning a market strategy. They they analyze the market and they found a, a particular pattern that works over and over again. They use that pattern. So they know how to make decisions in the market. So they know how, where to buy, where to sell, and how much uh, position they, they can get in and get out. And they actually, especially, they minimize the, the risk involved in, in that application. So it is quite a promising, uh, it's quite a com- uh, promising business, actually, the, the robot trading stuff. Because, uh, by doing robot trading, actually, the developers can make a lot of money. Uh, they get monthly income, passive income, and you know, it's just a one-time process. You you just make the robot for one time, and actually, 
you can get passive income for the rest of your life. That <laughs> that is just robo trading. How great it is. Hmm. Maybe I'm 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 try like uh, I'll try to look into that after this because that sounds really <laughs> sounds really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know, let's uh, let's go on to the question and answer part because this episode we got quite a lot of questions, uh, definitely way more than um, the usual episodes that I have. And so, you know, I talked about it with Chris, and Chris said, you know, like let's just answer as much as we can. And the good news is we're gonna answer as much as we can. So uh, we're gonna go with one. Wait. Uh, question from uh, a listener uh, says here, I don't have much money. How much money do you think is ideal to start trading? All right, okay. Uh, okay. So it's fine. Yeah. Back then uh, I started with no money. Also, I, I was uh, basically a broke person. I don't have much money either. So actually uh, if I, if I, the truth is 95% of traders fail in, the, in their first five years. So, in my opinion, before you start with the bigger money, you should you should you know start with a smaller one. You should drive a smaller car before you drive that fancy sport car that you always dreamed of. So make sure you you start small and actually learn until you get the hang of it, until you get all uh, the strategy, your strategy, your strategy that works for you, your money management style and your trading style. Then you can move to bigger money, to bigger account. Maybe if you get Maybe someday if you can get a high paying job or maybe a stable job, then you can uh, slowly add up to your portfolio so you can make even more money. That is my advice. Right. So mm. there's really no, uh, you know, there's no set amount to start, like, you know, how much money or like what, like just do whatever, like, you know, just start with whatever you can then basically, no matter how, yeah, small actually, how big it is. Uh, it's, it's quite personal actually. So, because, if you trading is like a business, uh, in, in right. my in my opinion, trading is a business, and uh, a business uh, it, it doesn't matter. You can always start small or start big. Let's say you start a bubble tea franchise, a small bubble tea business. You can start with uh, like uh, what five hundred dollars, five hundred USD, or maybe five million rupiah, mm-hmm. equivalent to five million rupiahs, which is quite small. Or you can start big uh, with you can buy a big franchise for. Uh, 100 million rupiah and actually start big see there is uh there is no no big difference it is just the difference of capital and risk when it comes to trading right okay so you know mm-hmm. for those of you asking if you don't have much money how much money you'll start to be honest if you've got any that you can set aside then start with that you know start small whenever you can because start, always start small yep, yep that's right because mm-hmm. uh best way to start is to start small trust me i know from experience start small uh okay going to the second question uh does news and info of a certain company outweighs predictions of indicators all right um this is something that i think a lot of people would like to know because these days news Mm -hmm. they play a huge role in basically everything political uh, affairs, you know, economic affairs, the news, they really just dictate a lot of things. And uh, what do you think? Do they, are they more important than indicators, basically? Okay. This is a very interesting question because many people also ask me the same question on a daily basis. So uh, so if we take, if we, if we talk about indicators, Trader A, Trader B, Trader C may see different, uh, you know, different patterns in the same chart. But when it comes to news, every, everyone sees, sees the same thing. So uh, indicators may or may not work. So 
maybe uh, let's say me and you. Uh, I I I'm a trader A and you're a trader B. So uh, what what works for me? What I see in the market, what I agree on the market, you um, may not be agreeable with you. So we all have our our own opinions. But when it comes to news, everything's the same, and it actually uh, depends on the news also. Uh, if the news, some news are quite a huge positive catalyst for the stock, or some of it will just be a you know a wind flows by and nothing, which is which don't have much much effect on the stock directly. Right. It depends on the news first, and also, uh, generally speaking, news will always uh, you know news will always win. You know when it, uh, especially when it comes to like earnings, mergers and acquisitions. All those strong news, digitization, especially, uh, you know, in a few months, in a few months before, uh, it, it is it is actually a strong, strong uh, indicator that the stock is gonna go up. Is actually the news indicators are quite a good technical uh, technical tool, but it is used uh, personally, more of a personal matter. But news is for everyone. Something like that. All right. Okay. Well. For those of you that, that asked or basically submitted that question, well, there you go. That's your answer. All right. Um, <laughs> third question is a bit, uh, it's not really a question. It's more of a request. That actually, it's like, uh, hey, could you recommend me some stock? So this is coming from our Indonesian listener. So for those of you that are listening outside of Indonesia, unfortunately, this doesn't really apply to you. But since... Um, these sorts of questions come a lot, especially uh, before this episode, you know, was about to be recorded. So I, I thought, you know, just for the heck of it, I'll just put it in. Chris, <laughs> give me your stock recommendations. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to give you the exact uh, stock pick. I haven't done my spinning this night, so I can, I'm going to give you a, a list of sectors that you can pay attention on. So right. basically, I don't I don't pay much attention when it comes to U.S. markets or uh, foreign markets, but I pay a lot of attention in Indonesian markets. So uh, a few a few weeks ago, the Indonesian central bank just you know cut down interest rates by 25 base points, and it is a uh, quite a uh, quite a boost of catalyst, positive catalyst, since uh, it it drives up you know consumption. You know, every one percent cut in 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 uh, Every one percent cut in in interest rates will result in seven percent rose rise in consumer, you know, in in yeah in consumer. So uh, I will I will recommend four sectors actually. First is banking, uh, yeah, perbankan banking, especially banks that are going digital right now, which is quite a hot topic in this week. Uh, yeah, small banks especially that that, that is going digital. Second right. is property sector because you. Know, Lower interest rates equals to you know lower uh, lower KPR. What it, what it, I don't know what it's called. Lower mortgage interest mortgage. when it comes to buying property. Yeah, lower mortgage, correct. And also when it comes to uh, you know uh, when it comes to lower interest rates, you you can also look at you know CPO and also energy sector because it's also quite a game changing right now. The, the CPO uh, price is keep surging and also uh, energies like crude oil and also nickel and lead everything is uh, coal and everything is, 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 start, is starting very is going very bullish right now so it is quite a very uh, good stock uh, good good sectors so that you can pick uh, your trades on so let me uh, summarize it is uh, finance property 
crude palm oil and energy sector. All right. Those you, uh, you can you can pay attention to those sectors. Mm -hmm. So you know, for those that asks for a stock pick, well, he can't really give you an exact stock pick, but he give you the next best thing, which is industries that you can kind of keep your eyes on. And I'm just gonna mm -hmm. repeat it again, just in case you didn't listen to that one and you don't want to press rewind. It's banking, it's property, it's crude palm oil, and it's energy. And if you're Indonesian right. or if you're interested in Indonesian stock, take into a closer, uh, you know, attention to these four. All right, we go to the fourth question. We have a lot of questions this episode. So this listener is asking, how do you counter the fear of missing out or the FOMO mindset on trading? What would be your recommended strategy to do so? Okay, so I think a lot of people can relate with this as well, because like you said just now, you know, one of the common biggest <laughs> mistakes is that people just follow whatever is going on in social media and then they'll just buy everything or sell everything because everyone's doing it and they feel like they're missing mm -hmm. out if they don't do the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, quite, quite a common problem, even beyond stocks. So like Chris, like um, how, how would you deal with this? I don't know. Uh, basically it's not only in the stock market yet. You're correct. It's not only in the stock market, but it's actually in the, in the, uh, in the real business as well. Uh, we have a lot, a lot of opportunities in this world. And when it comes to stock trading or real business or anything, actually, we have a lot of opportunities. But, you know, all we can do in the stock market is actually, you know, analyze the stocks according to your strategy. Uh, when it comes to FOMO, in, in one day, there's a lot of stocks that are surging 20, 30 percent in one day. And you, it is basically impossible for any traders, no matter how experienced you are, to catch all those opportunities. So what you need to do actually is to focus on your strategy, to actually focus on becoming a better trader, learning from your previous mistakes, you know, uh, and actually make it make yourself a trading journal and learn from your mistakes and make sure you don't repeat itself in the future. So basically you're becoming a better trader and you can make consistent money over and over again in the future. That is what you should focus on. And instead of focusing on the FOMO thing, you should focus on being a consistently profitable trader. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, the moral of the story to those that, uh, to the listener that asked this question is um, think of the long run, not the short run, basically. Correct, correct. All correct. right. We've got the last question. Whew, finally, we've got the end. Um, <laughs> Chris, as a lot of people yeah. would, would want to ask from someone who is already very established in trading, any hidden gem tips, <laughs> any secrets that you can share, any tips? for traders in today's market? Oh, uh, there's no there's no secret in stock trading. When it comes to stock trading, if you want to make good money in stock trading, you have to go to the, to the you know, you have to do it the right, the hard way. You have to study hard. My, my hidden gem tips is study hard and do, do just just go into the market and see what, what works for you and what does not work for you, you know, get a mentor and actually learn from your mistakes. That is my hidden gem. So there's no shortcuts when, it's come to, when it comes to trading. Just learn from your mistakes and focus on being a, a good trader. All right. Well, there you go. That's your tip, mm -hmm. basically. It's still a tip, though, technically, uh, but just not the tip that you might <laughs> be expecting. But nonetheless, I think this is a much more useful tip because, uh, you know, like, Chris said just now earlier in the episode, a lot of people see stock market or basically stock trading as a get rich quick scheme. 
The reality is it's quite the opposite. A lot of time investment, a lot of effort has, you know, is required if you really want to excel in this, you know, part of life. And, right, you know, right. like, nothing is easy, nothing is free. And uh, if you see someone right. who is like super successful in that one particular part without doing much, trust me, he's just not showing it to you. But I'm pretty sure he didn't have a lot of work in the back. All right. Uh, with that in mind, though, Chris, um, you know, just before we close this episode, any last words, any words of wisdom that you can share to our listeners who maybe are interested in trading? Like they, they, they are yet to be trading, but they're kind of thinking of getting into trading. Like any wise words, any words of wisdom that you can kind of like impart to them? Okay, sure. I have some. So, uh, most people, when it comes to trading, most people fail. 95% traders fail. Make sure you know what it takes to be the 5%. So uh, what I mean is don't give up. It is actually possible for you. If you want to pursue full-time trading like me, it is very possible. But you have to know that the effort is very high. The effort is, you know, very huge. All the all the sacrifice, all the late night, midnight, uh, you know, all the, all the, you know, hard work is very crazy. The studying and also the testing strategies, all those stuff is quite, uh, uh, which is a hard thing, but you have to get it done and have to get over it, especially. Uh, you have to have a big passion, I think. If, when it, if you want to pursue something full-time, you have to have a passion. But if you want to do trading part-time, you can learn from a mentor and actually learn those strategies that work for you, then you can be a, a good part-time trader. So just basically get, I think you can get a mentor and, and see where see where it goes and never give up, you know. All right. Well, Chris, <laughs> thank you very much, man. Thank you very much for coming back to the show and again, imparting your trading wisdom to all of us, man. Really, really appreciate it. Hope you had a great time, man. You too. No worries, Brandon. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for tuning in and especially thank you very much for submitting all your questions in this episode i tried to focus more on the questions because a lot of you guys are very enthusiastic about you know stock trading apparently and uh that you know that showed with how many uh questions i got i'm sorry if i didn't uh i wasn't able to uh basically include all questions because of the time limit obviously but before we close i'd like to say thank you very much guys for tuning in if you do have any questions or if you have any comments or anything please send it to our email at bentopodcast2020 at gmail.com. For those listening to us in Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review if you like this. And please visit our Instagram page at bentopodcast.id. Once again, guys, Christopher William. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome, Brandon. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in this episode. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.